goodness gracious. All right. Welcome to the second episode Ooh. of the OC. Episode two. Episode two. The model home. Uh, yes, I think it's very important that we say the name of the episode. Because I don't know. Oh, I guess the first episode was pilot. So we did say that. But I was also yeah. starting to get really into the episode titles. So just something to think really? about. They're like very straightforward episode no, titles. That's why I like them. Honest. So since we're getting in the groove of recording, I thought it would be cool to like establish a habit so I can get in the zone when we start recording. I mean, you're in a bathrobe, which is, I think, for the second time (laughs) what's happening. Um, I put some jelly beans in my pocket. So I feel like if I have a few jelly beans to get me in the mood, that could be a thing. I don't know. What flavor? Oh, there are all kinds of flavors. So it's just going to – so if I gasp – if I sh- if I'm shocked later in the episode, it's because I got a flavor I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um, Shirley, don't edit this out. <laughs> don't edit me asking hey, you to not edit it out. Out. This this means that you're gonna have to eat jelly beans every time we record. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm testing some things out. Okay, because you know the bathroom thing. It's. It's, yeah, it's much different. It is. Okay, so uh, you want to do a little summary of episode two, and then we can get started? Well, the whole episode's going to be in the summary, so. Okay, uh, so let's get into episode two. <laughs> okay. So we left off. Yeah. Where did we leave off? We left off welcoming Ryan back to the OC. The last time on the OC. Yeah. Previously. Oh, yeah, previously. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, so this this episode opens with with Seth and Ryan in the pool and Rufus. Oh, and the song that's together. Yeah. The song that's playing. Did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't. It was a different song called California, but it was the only song I vaguely, it was like the only artist slash song I vaguely recognized in this. Oh, well we will get in later, uh, get into it later. There's a very important song in this episode that triggered some memories for me. So we'll, uh, we'll explore All that right. later. Something to look forward to. Interesting. Okay, um, all of our listeners, <laughs> stick around for that. <laughs> Anyways, no, the intro song was the, um, it was Rufus Wainwright, which was cool. And yes. um, I was going to say because uh, he died. But that's not why it's cool. Oh, I did not know he died. But then, so Ryan's also still wearing his choker in the pool. Yes, I noticed that. Okay, um, first, before we even get to the pool choker, um, I thought it was Flux, like the app that changes the color temperature of your screen that made my screen all orangey yellow. But then I realized it's like, nah, man, we're just in the OC. So, like, everything's yellow and orange. <laughs> Wait, that, that might just be your screen. Oh, no, I... Oh, I mean, it could have also been Flux. Did I ever tell you I matched with the guy who developed Flux on Tinder? <laughs> that was, like, in his bio. <laughs> That's actually, like, kind of cool. No, okay, we're not talking about this. <laughs> um, Wait, I want to know more about that, but we can talk about that. We can discuss that off Yeah, <laughs> we'll, dis- we'll discuss that off the air, off the record. Um, I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about it off the record either. Um, I shouldn't have brought it up. So... I mean, it's just more of what we talked about with the, uh, they're really, they're setting the mood. 
Everything's right. sunshiny because we're in the OC, we're in the groove. Except things aren't so sunshiny because True. they're like saying that they Ryan needs to go to a foster home. Mm-hmm. They obviously can't keep him. Because um, he lost and- his mom because she disappeared. Yep, that's where we left <laughs> off. Yep, we, we, we got we covered that. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's that's the drama. That's that's what they're facing, mm-hmm. and they're just existentially like floating in the pool. Ooh, that's <laughs> well, very poetic. Oh, I think Ryan looked older in this episode to me for some reason. So it felt funny to have Seth being like, "No, Ryan, you can't run away," because like Ryan just looked like he was in his thirties. <laughs> Oh, it was silly to have this teenager being like, no, you don't know the world out there. And then being like, just being an adult. Like, it's not well, running uh, yeah. away when you're an adult. I don't know. As as we clarified, he, I looked it up later, oh, and he yeah. was, I think, 25 or something. Yeah, which He's is ridiculous. That's great. I know. That's, oh, that's weird. That's weird to think about. Yeah. Um, we're slowly revealing our age with every episode. <laughs> I mean, it's um, a very dramatic it's reveal. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, so that's, yeah, so that's what's what's happening. Everyone's a little sad, um, and Kirsten is, des- oh, we learned that, like, Kirsten designs model homes, hence the name of this episode, and yeah. she's, like, got this big model home plot um, in the kitchen. Ryan has is indicating some interest, um, maybe, you know, hinting at a future career of sorts or something, yeah. but I was just thinking that this is another perfect Bluth crossover moment. Stop it. I wrote that down. Arrested Development comparisons continue with the model home. I know. And there's another good one later in this, either this one or the episode after I forget. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I thought that was really great. And anyways, this is not that integral to the plot, but I needed to put that out there. Plot, continuing the plot. Um, The boys kind of decide that Ryan is going to run away. Seth is going to assist in the escape. They have yeah, a plan. Wait, hold, on. hold on. Before we get there, okay, Seth catches Ryan. This is what's funny to me because Ryan was going to just leave on his own anyway. Yeah. And then Seth like, just happens to run into him outside. And okay, and then when they realize, when they decide to plot together for him to run away, or, well, not even run away. Like Seth's like, I have a plan on whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I have this fantastic plan. Um, oh, I guess the model home is important. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, here's one that was funny to me, because, like, what hour is it? Like, <laughs> No, because Ryan's, like, in bed, like, try. it looks like he's, like, trying to sleep, and then he gets up and, like, tries to run away. But then, like, um, wait, hang on a second. Is Seth already up and... Moving? Uh, nothing about time felt weird to me. What? Okay, no, that's why. What? How did it not feel weird? Like the fact that he was trying to sleep and then they, Seth ran into him. It looks like it. It looks like it's the middle of the night the way it's shown. And then and then because Seth feigns sleep oh, again. Oh yeah, and then they go out and Marissa's like on her way to the part on their way to a birthday party with a with a wrapped up birthday gift. I know. And I was like, what is it? Like 8 p.m.? (laughs) Well, I mean, it is earlier in the night because as he's packing, as Seth is packing to like try to make their big escape, Sandy, his dad comes in and like Seth pretends to be asleep. His dad's like, what are you asleep already? So like it is definitely early. I don't know. But then again, back to why was Ryan asleep tossing and turning? Because I guess it like, I don't know. He's having a rough time. Jesus, surely. Anyway, I thought it was hilarious because I got so confused when Marissa's just like there waiting to go to a birthday party. It's also pretty anyway. funny that it was like, we're going to go like 
to Summer's birthday party and get drunk and, like, get fucked up. And she has, like, a very pleasantly wrapped birthday gift. Oh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> I thought it was that cute. That. That's funny. Okay, so anyway, so there, so Marissa somehow wants to be in on this. She gets looped in. She has the hoots for Ryan. She wants yeah. to know where he's going. She's trying to be cool, even though she sucks. Um, so they scoop her up. And they're in a car together. Um, oh, okay. Also, something that comes up is Seth. Is this the stealth ninja scene? Because that is a recurring funny oh, thing. Oh, I'm excited for that to be recurring. I just thought Seth making his escape at a turtleneck is so cute, and I kind of wish it went unaddressed. But Ryan's like, "What are you, a ninja?" Like they were trying to sneak around, and Marissa's like, "What's going on? Are you guys doing something weird?" Because <laughs> like you're out here in a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I really appreciate him trying to be covert. Was like very, uh, very obvious. He's so cute. God, he's so fucking cute. Yeah, now, you, now you, now you understand. Yeah, I mean, it happened when he started skating. Okay, so like Ryan continues okay. to be the flattest flat Stanley in the car. Know, he says he doesn't listen to music. I wrote that down too because it's so funny. Yeah. So this is the, okay. Yeah. So Marissa's like trying to be cool I guess like she's supposed to be so unexpectedly has this good taste in music they reference Avril Lavigne which is a nice touch um Um, she says her favorite music is punk and Seth literally hits her with like really the name your three favorite albums (laughs) like that bullshit (laughs) which is dumb in itself but then she lists like the clash and the sex pistols and those are literally the bands they put on like fake punk t-shirts at forever 21 I I mean whatever does she I wrote down before you came along uh before I came along you were on a skateboard does Marissa say that I can't remember who said that but I was just like that that line really hit home for me Oh, yeah, Marissa says that in reference to the fact that they didn't have a car. They were running away on a skateboard. Oh, yeah, running away on a skateboard. And she said, before I came along, you were on a skateboard. Because I was like, wow, that's what I'm going to say to the skater boy who decides to wife me one day. <laughs> what I oh, oh, another, another tie-in to Avril Lavigne. That's, this is the second episode in a row that they reference Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I wonder if it – I can't remember if it ha- – uh, I guess we'll have to see if it happens in the third episode, too. If we can keep oh. an Avril Lavigne streak going. Yeah, this is making me really nostalgic for the days of um, pre-Chad Kroger, Ever Levine. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ryan is listening to music. Um, okay, they get to the model home, which mm-hmm. is Seth's genius idea of we should hide Ryan here. And this is Kirsten's model home that um, it's like facing a ton of... It's it's like they can't get it finished. Are they like um, upside down? Another perfect reference. What? Are they like upside down? Is that the issue? It's finance. No, I guess she kind of reveals that like the contractors disappeared. <laughs> like people just kind of skipped out know. on the project. Yeah, that's not relevant. Okay. Something obviously classic, you know, business slowdowns or whatever. Sure, um, classic business slowdown. <laughs> like just you know whatever boring stuff, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then oh the beginning of the hit, the hoodie the the his infamous hoodie to yes. go along the choke I feel like this is where his the, the hoodie's history begins I wrote about um, the the hoodie later um, so this whole time I mean Marissa was on her way to Summer's birthday party but she kind of bailed to hang out with the guys so Luke calls Marissa to be like hey where are you at we're all at this party expecting you Luke looks like a literal Ken doll I realized in this episode <laughs> he's too oh, chiseled yeah. and too plastic. But still has more facial expressions than Ryan. 
It's incredible. Um, so I think I started falling for Seth uh, when they like tore the model home. They're just, you know, teens hanging out in an abandoned mansion, but it's like perfectly abandoned so that it's very habitable. <laughs> Is that the word? Habitable? Yeah. Um, but it's but it, like it's not in complete disrepair. Like they can still totally live in it and it's fine, but like it's it's a... Uh, it's still like scary enough to be edgy. Um, and then Seth is like, yeah, the best part is, and he reveals that they can use the empty swimming pool as a half pipe. Park. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. and I was like, Oh yep, that'll do it. <laughs> oh yeah. And they just like wrote- sit around and eat in and out. And Seth is skating. And, uh, yes. and when will Seth stop revealing that he knows so much about like summer and Marissa and shit? Like he keeps revealing that he knows so much about these people who just don't care about him. It's like, he has no shame. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I, I can't tell if he's just toned, like, yeah, has no shame and, and doesn't care. Or if he's just like toned out. I don't know. That is a good point. It's like, why? But it's working for him, but it's like, why? I guess so. I mean, this Uh, initial model home scene reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in Diablo Cody's treasure, Jennifer's Body, where Jennifer eats a cool emo kid in a a model house. I couldn't help but think about that. Wait, was was Adam Brody in that? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a model house. It's just like teens in a model house. (laughs) I thought he okay. He's been in some like really random movies. So, but but anyways, oh okay. This also brings me back to like so he's a like this big skateboarding guy, and he still has no friends. A big skateboarding guy. <laughs> like, how does he not have friends? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely last episode when you made a case for the fact that he sails, uh, that being surprising that he didn't have friends, I wasn't on board, but the fact that he skates and doesn't have any friends, I mean, I guess you can skate alone, but there's also like a much bigger culture around teen guys skating than there is around sailing. <laughs> but they live in the fucking OC. Of course there's a culture around sailing. Like that's, that's my point. I don't well, know. I guess I'm not going to pretend to know anything okay. about being a teenager in the OC until I finish this series. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, that's two major hobbies now in which normally you would make friends through. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Let's progress okay. the plot so, here. <laughs> okay, so, oh, also, where, when, did, like, when did the In-N-Out Burger show up? But anyway. I don't know. I don't care. I just know, like, eating fast food, skating with your friends. It just seemed like a great night for both of them. But there's the, oh, there's the weighing presence of, like, hey, your real life is calling you, Marissa, and, like, your boyfriend and your societal expectations, etc. And you can't just play pretend house with these new friends forever. So eventually she yeah. ditches. Yeah, so they go – well, yeah, because she has to go to the party, mm-hmm. essentially. But, I mean, it's so also Summer's birthday. It's, like, her best friend. That's also true. Um, good point. And Summer still sucks. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Point, we'll talk about that. But, okay, so the next day they, like – want to like help Brian get more situated and like really set up the model home mm-hmm. and make it more of a home more there's just the parallels between this and Arrested Development is amazing yeah um, it is really incredible um so like so Summer and oh sorry not Summer Seth and Marissa both are kind of like getting trying to get out of their 
their day-to-day things. Like, um, they realize Ryan's missing, so, like, Seth gets questioned a ton, and, like... By the cops, too, which is an important thing, because now the cops are like, oh, this kid has run away. Sandy and Kirsten realize that the kid, the delinquent that they had taken under their wing has run away, and they're responsible for it. So, like, there's a manhunt going on for this teenager, and they are very casual about it. Oh, yeah. And Marissa's like, Luke's over her house with her mom and like trying to get out of hanging out with him. And um, and like it's like their own little secret. So it's kind of cute in that way when they run away back to Ryan and help him like set up this tent and like all these things. And he's we find him casually doing pull ups there, which is funny. Before we get to them setting up the house and stuff, there's a brief scene um, where um, Marissa's mom comes in to talk to her dad and dad's bringing up more of the financial stuff where he's like, hey, like we're not in a good place. Can we talk about it? And she's like, I don't want to hear about money problems. You can fix it. But she's super dismissive. Um, Meanwhile, it's revealed that Marissa's baby sister, Caitlin, is a young Shailene Woodley. Is that what I saw? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you didn't know that. Yeah, it is a young Shailene Woodley. Wait, no. It definitely is. Oh, yeah, it is because, yeah, 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 it is because she gets replaced later. Oh, um, <laughs> so don't get attached. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's kind of funny, yeah. No, in a later season, she she does come back, but not as, not, it's not Shailene Woodley yeah. anymore. Um, Normally, I'd be more fixated on the kid drama, and I am, but I just wanted to touch on that parent thing real quick oh, yeah. because dad's money troubles become a focal point of the episode later. But that's a good point. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm really excited that they all hung out with Ryan at the model house and like are playing home and having so much fun, but I'm also so tired of these kids like partying and having fun. I don't know how they keep doing it. Like, I'm exhausted watching all of their fun. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm too old. Like, I'm half ready to fall asleep right now, and, like, they just want to have fun. Maybe I'm – I don't know. I'm just getting old. It's also, like, summer for them, I, I guess so. They're clearly not in school right now. So, anyways, Hummer. the Hummer. – Summer makes a model home mix for no, Ryan. Oh, I mean, uh, Marissa does. Um, makes him a mix CD where she like does very elaborate cover art. I'm dying to know what's on the model home mix. Also, I cannot wait to make a model home mix for somebody. It could be you. I love. Oh, I will never. I'm never gonna have a model home. Okay, well, have <laughs> okay. I guess I'll just make you a mix CD. It doesn't have yeah. to be a model home mix. So that's sweet. This, okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. This the the point of the the part I want to focus on here is like my. How much I miss mixed CDs. Um, I have like three of them in the desk next to me that you made for me in middle school. I have a Fall Out Boy mix CD that you made for me. One that's like <laughs> a mix of The Main and um, who sang Wolf in Sheep's Clothing? There's no way I put The Main on a mix CD for you. I promise you did. Um, I, didn't make, I didn't make it then. That was, that was probably our other friend, Elizabeth. Shout out to Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, no, like Elizabeth from the record, it was Shirley who sang no, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. I can't, I can't name a single main song for you, but um, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing was by a band called This Providence, this and that was a fuck- Providence. You burnt me that CD. You burnt me a Fall Out Boy mix. It was great. That was a good song. Anyway, it was. Um, so okay, so the frolicking. Wait, remember the time that we used that song in a shakes in a in a Macbeth? Uh, oh, did we use that in our Macbeth project? project? Oh yeah, in high school we used that song at Macbeth Project. Just fun fact about us. Oh, um, also uh, to play off of that, expand on that fun fact. The video we made for that project was 
incredible and ahead of its time and we could keep talking about it but let's talk about oh, the can show we find it though yeah we'll post it we'll find it and we'll post it on the website um along with the extraneous media media that gets posted with each episode <laughs> I really want to watch that right now. Um, So the kids, they set up the model house. Oh, my God. Calling them kids makes me sound like I'm ancient. So the kids set up the model house. They're having so much fun. They're super bold to have lied to the police about not knowing where this missing kid is. And then they go out, presumably in their town. Yeah, they go out in their town. They're frolicking. Life is all fun and games before the part of your brain that, like, processes consequences (laughs) develops. Because they are just out having the fucking time of their lives riding bikes together and they're hanging out with someone they just told the cops they don't know where he is (laughs) yeah it's so i know i think that that's the funniest thing it's so i've literally read down like four times like why would they go to the pier and that diner when nobody's supposed to know where he is (laughs) yeah um and also okay but actually before so they yeah so they go to the pier to get some food because they realize ryan doesn't have any um and I think that that's like one of actually my favorite scenes. It's so cute when they're all like riding um, sets on his longboard and yeah. riding on that bike. And I think that's a super, super cute scene. It's just like you can tell it's like the birth of a but it's super cute. But it's super cute. It um, is really sweet if you put yeah. past the thing that they're harboring a fugitive. <laughs> like it's but, yeah, watching friendship blossom. And it's just like, oh, youthful innocence. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fucking go to that diner um where seth is really up on his high horse about being all alt and Kerouac. indie yeah oh, okay that's what comment. I so he makes a super casual jack Kerouac reference and then marissa like as if marissa has read on the road well, like, I don't know. <laughs> we're supposed to think that she's like the outsider in her like prissy friend group because a lot of the times when her mom is like, just dress up, just do your hair, just do this, or Summer's dragging her along to some shit she doesn't want to do. Like, it seems like she just ended up in her social standing through circumstance. And she alludes, you know, through the punk music, through like knowing stuff about Kerouac. Like, she has interests beyond the stuff all her friends like, but she's never had a group of people where she can express those interests. And we learn more and more that like her and Seth have a lot of interests in common, but Seth is like really up there on his all indie high horse. And uh, were we that person? I hope not. No, no. No, okay. only maybe about, maybe only about music, but like we definitely were not that way about like everything. Literature. Like, <laughs> literature. It's not like we were reading highbrow literature in, when we were. 13. Well, the thing is, but, it isn't highbrow. Like that's what's cute about it. Her being like, "Oh, I love the Sex Pistols," and that's super different. Or like, "I love On the Road." It's like, yeah, that's like cool and cute. If you're, I don't know, whatever. Do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> I do, I do. But okay, so, uh, well, so that brings me to my, my next point. Yeah, you're giving Marissa a lot of credit here. Um, I think I'm maybe, liking her a lot more. I think um, that's just because I know. <laughs> I'm really taking a shine to her. That's exciting for you because okay. I was going to say, I feel like this is like her, like one. No, no, she's pretty redeeming in that first half of this episode. Um, she's like yeah. almost close to likable at the model home. Yeah. But then she becomes fucking useless again at the diner so at the diner her boyfriend luke comes in who she had lied to about going to get waxed (laughs) and that's why she couldn't hang out with him so she could go hang out with the boys in secret um and then you know the the guys need to talk 
I mean, like they need to, they need to hide themselves. I don't know. They, they've been talking a big game. The last time, is it the last time that Luke and uh, Ryan saw each other when they got into the fight on the beach? Uh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, that has. To yeah, be it, yeah, that's the last time he saw each other, and he's like, "Stay away from my girlfriend." And then Luke walks in, and they're all having pancakes together. So they. Uh, Seth and Ryan need to be covert and escape. And, of course, they can't escape through the back door, so they have to go through the front door. Yeah. In which case. Really funny. And then they get into a fight, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, it's (laughs) so convenient. But um, also when Ryan punches him and says, well, no, he says, you know what I like about rich kids? And then punches him, him, which is amazing. It's a great follow up to the welcome to the OC bitch. So Uh, the eight mile joke Luke makes about Ryan's gray hoodie was very clever, though. I did like that. Oh, I missed that. That's funny. He like because Ryan is wearing the gray hoodie to try to sneak by and Luke, you know, spots him after whatever happens happens. And and he's like, hey, like, eight mile. Like, I don't know. He makes some joke about the hoodie, which from what you've said, it sounds like the hoodie comes back and, and is around for a while. So <laughs> I think he actually just never takes it off in the same way he never takes the choker off. <laughs> but I mean, also, this kid has very little to his name. This is so, like, a good point. <laughs> he always wears the same clothes. It's like, yeah, he has no fucking parents. He doesn't have a place to live. Of course, he always wears the same clothes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this should got be nicer. sad. Oh, this got sad. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, but, okay. So then, yeah. So we move on. They escape. And it, it's all fine and dandy. I think they... Did they go back to the model home? I can't remember. Unless this is a different day. Um, a new day. Another day in the model home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they... <laughs> yeah. They sure. are hanging out, you know. And... Um, Kirsten and Jimmy Cooper come to see the house kind mm-hmm. of half for a secret place to meet and half so Kirsten can check up on the house I, I think um, but obviously yeah because he calls her in a time of need he knows he can't talk to his wife he tried talking about his money issues so he calls her and Kirsten's more than receptive and I guess she kills two birds with one stone and has this conversation with him and also checks up on the model house at once right so yeah the kids are kind of like sneaking hiding up on the balcony to try to avoid mom and dad not uh let them figure out that they have a squatter in the home yeah like little so yeah obviously little to the adults knowledge the kids are upstairs and they're listening to this whole conversation which gets pretty serious pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. kirsten's obviously knows that Jimmy wants something, and he essentially asks her for a hundred k, which is basically she Jimmy, gives to him no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah that and uh and uh him being this is uh Jimmy Cooper be, basically being like I've I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, we could write a whole <laughs> dissertation on this, on comparing uh VOC and fucking arrested yeah, development and, and you thought i was stupid for suggesting a crossover in the first when on earth did i ever say you were stupid it was just two unlikely flavors <laughs> it was I thought it was too chocolate and peanut butter that actually surprising grow very well together yeah but yeah so anyway, oh because the biggest takeaway though of this scene is they learn 
No, well, obviously Marissa's like, holy shit, we're poor. But then also on top of that, they learn that con- they've like moved up. Kirsten is like somehow fixed the contractor situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now they're coming to start on the home tomorrow, which means that Ryan has to leave, which is a big deal. Yeah. Ryan has to leave. Uh, Marissa's poor and... There's some kind of weird flirtation between the parents that the kids all kind of figure out at once. Yeah, but the kids know that they have a history anyway, so. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so then so then we're at, it's, I guess it's that same night. Oh, I like Marissa's shirt a lot. I, I just wanted to throw that out there, but. Uh, oh, interesting. The outfits I like the most um, were the housekeeper's outfits. <laughs> she has very cool floral button-down shirts on throughout the episode and in the early 2000s when everyone else is wearing juicy velour track suits her outfits were really the only redeeming ones that stood the test of time so i don't know just something to think about fine but i do think that marissa's top in that episode uh, stood the test of time it's like okay floral halter ish whatever anyway i'll let you have it continue Um, so i guess there's another party because another day another party um Mm -hmm. marissa's like you know back in her back with her cronies um and She's just like not having it. Um, everyone's kind of shit talking Ryan. It just she, she seems a little jaded with like their whole party scene, and she decides to leave. Um, she defends Ryan too. Oh yeah, she kind of storms out and like don't say that kind of shit about him. Everyone's like, "What the? F- why is she taking his side?" And she leaves. Oh yeah, and something we didn't talk about in the first episode actually, but um, was a, a little bit alluded to here because at these parties, like like Luke has a lot of trysts. And clearly, like, as you saw in the first episode, she's on her all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to note that because. We did yeah, that's that. good to note because they he has some redeeming, some redeeming Luke things happen in this episode. So I think it's good to keep in mind that he's also a piece of shit. <laughs> good point. So Marissa. Yeah. So she she's like, I can't be here anymore. And she decides to be pretty bold, which is kind of cool for this Um you know, this age group and this time period mm-hmm. in the show, she goes to the model home and, like, basically, pro- even though she's kind of shitty too, because she's would essentially have been cheating on Ryan, but or on Luke, mm-hmm. but um, basically propositions Ryan and is like, we have a connection and, like, I kind of like you and I don't know, tries to make something happen and kind of gets rejected, yeah. which, but it's kind of cool to see that scene happen. Um, she puts it out there. It's also yeah. exceedingly romantic. So this is where Jeff Buckley's cover of Hallelujah is playing oh, yeah. in the background. Yes, yes. And yes. Ryan is casually setting up many candles to just sleep by himself. <laughs> I guess it's because it, I guess because there's no power, but like it's his last very night. sensual the way he set up these candles to be alone. And um, Hallelujah is playing. And it made me think of the time when I had a crush on this guy who really liked Jeff Buckley. And we were in a record store together. And I asked him if he'd heard the Hallelujah cover because I was like, I don't know, trying to relate to a cute boy. And he was like, um, of course I have. It's like his most popular song. And then he went back to flipping through the records. So I was trying to be in the moment and like appreciate appreciate the romance but i also uh was feeling the sting of rejection from years ago <laughs> when i tried to be bold like marissa and uh ask a boy if he'd heard of a song called hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> well 
this cover specifically, All but right. yeah. Um, so right. he said, I mean, the reason he turns her down, which is important, the reason he turns her down is because he's leaving and he doesn't yeah. want to get into something and kind of leave her high and dry. And she has Luke and she has all these things going for her. And we're from different worlds. And he pulls like a go on, get Lassie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you here anyway thing. And she runs out crying. Yeah, runs home. And who is conveniently there watching her leave the house crying? None other than Luke and his unnamed henchmen <laughs> who are sitting in a pickup truck outside of the model house. Yeah, and how the fu- I don't know how she didn't see them there, but we know, didn't hear I- them pull up, but they're there. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan runs out after, so the guys, Luke and his friends, see that Marissa and Ryan were in this candlelit house by themselves, and they draw. I don't know, whatever conclusions they do. And because of that, they go in and confront Ryan. And uh, that's where we get a very exciting fight scene. Yeah, that's a pretty cool scene, actually. Um, Where all the candles that were once so romantic have now taken on a different tone. And uh, the guys get into a scuffle, a three-on-one, knock over some candles. Suddenly the model house is on fire. Yeah, there's this huge blazing fire at the house. Ryan is... You know, 3v1, he's, like, incapacitated. Um, and the house is literally burning own, down as yeah. they're trying to run. Um, so, and in a, a last-minute, like, Luke, like, they all, Luke and his cronies run out of the house trying to save their own asses. And, like, at a last mm-hmm. minute, of course, like, you know, moment of guilt, Luke comes back and carries Ryan out of the burning house. It's... There's a lot of them, um, but he puts it. He puts him next to the house. <laughs> that's his, he does pull him out of the smoky room, but he puts him next to a house that's actively on fire. <laughs> this is this. I don't is true. know, but he he knows that he, I guess, at least he'll He's, be alive. Yeah, and um, yeah, they go back to the party, which is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like a true testament to how testosterone makes you stupid as fuck because they got wrapped up in being alpha and like didn't realize until it was almost too late that they were in a room of fire. Yeah, and then like, and even at least one of them, like they get back to the fucking party and like at least one of them says like, that kid was so messed up and they feel like you can see the guilt finally. Like they're like, Oh, they're still kids. It reminds you that they're still like 16 year old kids. Yeah. That they're kids. Summer's summer's trash. And she's like, you smell like smoke. And they like are letting a, they just like almost let a kid die in a fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Summer still sucks basically. (laughs) Um, yeah. Summer's super drunk again. They always are. These kids just keep partying. Summer. It's summertime. Oh. I guess so. Oh, okay. I'm just so I'm so tired and they just keep partying. <laughs> the and also there's like there's so much like ennui, you know? It's like this is their life. They don't have anything any greater whatever things. To, I guess so. Any, oh god. And that's why we realize like Marissa's world is starting to expand yeah. beyond this party situation and that's cool i feel like we just really aged ourselves there but oh okay so also during this time um sandy so while this is all happening sandy's also forcing seth to help him look for ryan um Mm -hmm. concurrently as like this fight and the fire and everything was happening um Mm -hmm. which is like some more and they have some nice like bonding time in the car obviously like seth is you know this is a hard like, well, obviously Seth knows where he is, but in Sandy's mind, he's still trying to figure out, you know, 
if he's lying or like if he cares or all this stuff. Um, and intro to, well, not intro, but continuation of Sandy Cohen being like literally the best TV dad ever. Um, he's a really sweet TV dad. Yeah. Um, that's again, probably one of, again, probably my favorite character. Um, but, oh, okay. And then also part of this, that was interesting. It's like, obviously Kirsten gets called pretty soon after this, they discover the fire. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. Like, like it's clear that she kind of like runs the house and she runs all the finances and she runs the business and like, it just, yeah, she's in charge. Yeah. She's holding down the house. Yeah. She's a cool character. I know. I do like, yeah, her character is cool. Um, And we see her kind of becoming more disillusioned with it too. Yeah. With the scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, yeah. And then at the end of the episode, you know, we kind of see Ryan hitchhiking and Luke, you know, conveniently picks him up. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, like, things are super tense between them. Also, how is he walking? I'm not sure. Maybe it's all those pull-ups, but I'm not sure. He's strong, dude. He's He's been in prison. He, he wasn't. He wasn't really in prison yet. Well, okay. Anyways. Oh, I thought it was, like, alluded to that he'd been in jail before. Whatever. He's been in some tough shit. He has a... a it sounds like he's had like an abusive father, abusive boyfriends. Like this kid's been through some shit. All right, but that doesn't he mean is a kid. Get up, but he's been through. Some shit. Yeah, yeah, really? he has inhaled a lot of smoke. <laughs> yeah, and he was on the ground next to a burning building and can somehow walk. But anyways, well, so, he got away before anyone found him. So. That's true. And even though the you know the kind of the interesting redeeming part is like they. So we go back to the Cohen's house where like everyone's being questioned and everyone's like, what the fuck happened? Um, and Seth kind of confesses to knowing that Ryan was there, um, kind of getting because he's worried about it. Yeah. And he's getting in trouble. And also because it was very clear someone had been living in that house and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously they they now know that Seth knows where the fuck Ryan was the whole time. But right, right at the last minute, um, Luke and Ryan pull up. And they kind of jointly confess to uh, the fire and, and saying it was an accident and everything. But just having just seeing them, like, even though there's there's a lot of beef there or whatever, like mm-hmm. Luke, it clearly Ryan was able to convince Luke that, like, we have to go in together. Um, and and yeah, Luke fesses up. So, yeah, yeah. They've, I don't know, they've, uh, that's, it's just like another redeeming Luke thing. That's why it's important to remember that he he's on her and he's awful and obnoxious. But like for the sake of like bro peace, (laughs) they like kind of play nice. Yeah. And because I think they're both scared. Oh, yeah. Shitless. I think they're both really scared. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, another one. Like, okay, they're they're just kids. They are so terrified. They have no idea what the fuck is going to happen to them. That's a huge deal. So, yes. This whole time, though, Ryan's emotions, very little to none. Still still flat Stanley. (laughs) Still flat Stanley. Um, Um, That's it. That's the end of the episode. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. When Marissa comes back crying, though, there is a brief moment where her dad is like trying to comfort her. And he's like, come on, like we tell each other everything. And she's like, do we? Kind of being like I alluding to her knowing that some shit's going on. Oh, yeah. Um, Which felt like an important uh, lead that's true yeah to our next episode. her world is falling as she's opening up her world it's also kind of falling apart yeah yeah so uh, her world's crumbling there's a new guy in town 
things are happening and for she's Marissa. Still the worst actress. But anyways, um, yeah. so the so oh okay yeah that's the end of the episode. But I do want to touch on the end credit music for one second because we're never going to talk about that again. Um, okay. Do you what's important about this episode? No, there's nothing. That, no, it's just the end credit music is this instrumental. I don't know. Did you, you've heard it or have you been stopping at the credits? <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I've been following, I don't think I've been following through to check on all of the, the great names that made this show possible. <laughs> no, no, Is it's there... the same instrumental every episode. Um, oh, okay. So what's time, so no, next time, listen to it. I just like, I okay. really like the instrumental. Um, and I looked it up, I, I looked it up cause I was like, oh, is that taken from something? And it was composed like by the shows, like, I don't know, some composer that worked on the show, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just like thought, I think it's really cool because it's like it's so generically like indie rock for this time period but like emo for this time period like I, I it's if you had heard it it would make more sense but like I just wanted to throw that out there because I've never really thought about the end instrumental before but I'm now like looking okay. looking back though it's just funny because it's super generically like uh, fitting for this but it's so like perfect at the same time Wow, you're really hyping up some end credit music. I'll have to give it a listen. Whatever. Fine. Listen to it next time. Okay. So before we sign off, um, yes. I guess we need to shout out. Oh, shit. I, I again, didn't think of a clue. <laughs> Way to go, Cheryl. Um, this person's... Uh, oh, okay. A, 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 oh, okay. Do you have a good one? Because no, then I have I'm, one for I'm the next saying that we're in that we're shouting out to our sponsor because you just going into yes. a clue without no. any any context. Yeah, we're shouting out to our anonymous sponsor the way we have done every episode, which has only been one so far. Um, the way we plan to do every episode. Shout out to our anonymous sponsor. Uh, I think last week's clue was this person uh, doesn't do anything for the show, but also makes it possible. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, so that was the first clue. The second clue is uh, this is um, a person who has a favorite thing, and that favorite thing is a kind of animal. <laughs> okay, I like that one. All right. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if you have something better to say, Cheryl, you could have thought of it yourself. <laughs> think of one for the next one. All okay. Right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to all of our listeners. This has been great. We'll see you next episode. Bye.